but you don't need an excuse. It, and that, that's the biggest thing. It's like failure is going to come. That's what you learn from. If you ask any anybody that's successful, unless they just hit it on like their first try, I mean, within that they've had their failures, like you need those failures to grow. You need that to like then build up that mentality that like if this fails, it doesn't matter. Like there's more things to do and you can't get discouraged. You just have to like keep going. And that's what I tell people all the time. It's just like literally just start, like just start, just try it and actually put effort into it. And then if it fails, it fails. Next one. That's it. Um, okay. The socks. Let me give you the lowdown. Okay. Let me give the people a lowdown. Yeah. We are moving house and it's completely uprooting closets, bathroom, like all of it. And I feel like every couple of years it's good to do that whether or not you're moving house. But I've found so many things like come out the woodwork in this move. These socks being one of them. And then that other pack of Nike socks that I gifted you the other right so I had already opened the pack that I needed and I was like I don't need 12 Nike socks that's just absurd too much yeah you're trying to be a minimalist I'm trying to be a minimalist and I'll put you guys on something the Heinz socks on Amazon are the best socks they are ever they're the perfect are they Heinz what what did that what else would they be I thought they were like no brand I don't even know I think they might say Heinz and green on the top. We'll link them on this episode. We will most definitely link them. I'm putting everyone on. They're the perfect height. Like you don't need to scrunch them. You don't need to pull them up. They just sit perfectly and they're not too thick in your shoe. Yep. I do love in every way. Yeah. They are really good. So anyways, I give to Jaihun some Nike socks the other day. And right now I'm wearing socks that say motherfucker. And no, I only have one pair of these. Got it. But I'm wearing them. They're cute. I was going to say that one of the health benefits of being friends with you is that you help my financial health in the sense that you give me your hand-me-downs every now and again. And like, for example, this summer, I was, yeah, Mm -hmm. I was going to really invest in bathing suits. Like I have not purchased new bathing suits in legitimately years. Like I have sets that I wore freshman year of college 10 years ago. 10 years ago and this was the summer I was like you know what this is it I'm living at the beach this should have happened a long time ago this is absolutely out of control I'm buying bathing suits this summer and then you handed down so many to me I still might buy a couple but yeah yeah and that is a symbiotic relationship by the way it's not one-sided I'm so glad every to hear time that. I as Jacqueline mentioned I am attempting minimalism it's not it's absolutely failing burning car fire shoot trash it's, i'm doing horribly but i will say when i do get like get rid of like large amounts of stuff from my closet i find myself shopping my closet more because i can actually see more mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. like one of the biggest parts of it is like i can't even see up the stuff obviously i'm not going to wear it i right. can't see it right <laughs> obviously <laughs> It's been hugely beneficial for me as well. That's great. Can't stress it enough. However, on the other end of it, you're not super great for my financial health in the sense that you turned me on to a lot of higher end brands that I was not aware of previously. 
I'm so the jeans is the first thing that <laughs> the came jeans are a big one. Mother denim. Well, let me just disclaimer this. Mother denim is amazing. They last years. Another thing that I put you on that I know you haven't pulled the trigger on yet, but you did recently ask for his contact information. Tailoring is oh, yeah. the only way to go about it. If you're investing in pieces, like, come on. Right. They should fit you properly. They should be your pieces. And actually, that's one of the biggest reasons, which this isn't a brand that you turned me on to, but it's one that we really have in common, is Aritzia. Because their stuff, just do you get their stuff tailored? Not as much. Like, it just fits properly. It's, I don't really need to. Every once in a while, I'll get a tank that's a little bit big in the shoulder. We've talked, I we have a huge, I have a huge problem with straps. Yeah. They just straps fall right off. We've got small, <laughs> that areas. Proportion. Like it just is short. It's like, I don't have it. It's not like part of me. <laughs> like those girls with really like long chests like, and insane yeah. collarbones. I'm like, no. Couldn't be me ever. Mine is just like shoulder belly button. <laughs> shoulder to belly button ratio is super It's small. tight. It's tight. Wow. Okay. But yeah. Tell me a little bit about your weekend. Um, I spent most of it with you. Um, Friday night, Justin and I went to Habana to celebrate some fun things that happened last week. So we went to Habana to celebrate. Amazing. I'm so happy. And then the next day. What did you do the next day, Jacqueline? <laughs> the next day I worked out booty core cardio at Moxie and then did a photo shoot with you and at the photo shoot, I was telling you how great Habana was. And we talked about how neither of us go to Habana often enough. So then we went to Habana again. At a ripe 4 p.m. <laughs> as you should for dinner on a Saturday night. 4 p.m. dinner. It That day was so fun, by the way. It we was. need to do a quick shout out to Timmy because yes, such a trooper, such a team player. Yeah. Timmy is the best. He took our photos. And it's just a treat. He's just pure is the real word to describe he is. him. He's so pure. Yeah, it was not so a bad bone in his body. We brought the boys to the shoot. Sure did. They had a great time. I think so. Justin was less Justin excited was than Gerard. <laughs> Gerard was so excited. I know. Is it fun to like see the world through his eyes? It's crazy. Last night, I brought up Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> he said, What? <laughs> I can't make this up. <laughs> and I said, have you literally never? I was like, stop. Like, seriously. Like, some things, like, I'm okay, crying. For example, <laughs> he didn't know, like, he knew that what a Polaroid camera was. <laughs> but the fact, he didn't know that people, like, just had them in their day to day. Like he thought they were still like from, he they were vintage. They were like, super vintage. No one had them super expensive, like 500 plus dollar cameras. <laughs> and then we had one at the beach a couple months ago and he was flabbergasted, like <laughs> blue to the floor, like crazy, never seen it any, anything like it in his whole life. Wanted then, to take so many. So many. And they're still, they're still so has them sweet. Up. They're so sweet. But last night I, he was like telling me about crazy dreams and I'm like, well, Mercury is in retrograde. And he was like, sorry, what did you just say? Like I said, it's foreign language. And I was like, well, more Mercury's in retrograde. And he genuinely like had never even come across it on Instagram, had never read about it on like Twitter or like in a, I don't know, article. Like I feel like I see it once a day. And I, to answer your question, 
love living life through his eyes. Yeah. It's like a little puppy. Right. And not, not to discount his knowledge. No. no well, that's the thing that's crazy he's about so knowledgeable. him. He's so smart and so knowledgeable in so many ways that it blows my mind. That he's never it's the little things that he just doesn't know <laughs> well, about. Well, because he's too busy reading about these, I don't know, IPOs <laughs> or something. What's the big IPO today? Yeah, the big ones. Oh, Gerardo won't tell you. Yeah. He'll know. Yeah. So he read their S one yeah, filing. That was, <laughs> that was a cute little Saturday. I yeah, had a, I had a great time with you and the boys. Yeah, I bet Mark had a big weekend too. Arguably, the opposite of our weekend. Yeah, our guest uh, Mark on today's episode was um, at EDC this past weekend. I think for part of it, and then it was like he was in San Diego, and then he was back at EDC. I think he. Did he did that. He did that. Vegas one day, San Diego next day, Vegas third day. Gives me a headache just thinking about it. He's a great guy regardless. He really is. Works really hard. Deserves all the fun. Yeah, he does work really hard. And if you guys want to know a little bit more about Mark Paz, he started his first unofficial business selling clothes and trading pens in the fifth grade. He was never satisfied with the idea of a traditional life and constantly sought out small business opportunities in his school and community. He founded his first official company, athletic and street style clothing line, Innate Wear, when he was 15 years old, living in the Bay Area, going to an all-boys Catholic school. From there, he began managing marketing and operations for supplement companies, Myoblox and Formula Sports Nutrition. He eventually dropped out of school and moved down to Southern California in 2019. He went on to co-found creative agency Palm Place Creative, Super Duper Energy, Humboldt, and soon-to-be-launched premium alcoholic beverage company, Cake. Mark, welcome to Friends with Health Benefits. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the introduction. Very kind. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Better that I'm here. So it's been good. Great. Happy, Happy to hear it. it. You're all over Southern California today. I was. Yeah. You were in LA this morning. Yeah, and I'm going to San Diego after this. He's On your making. way to San Diego. What's yeah. happening in San Diego today? Uh, we're tasting our first batch of cake. Of uh, cake, our uh, hard seltzer. So I'm that's excited so exciting. For that. yeah. Wow, you've never tried it yet. Uh, we've tried it, but not like a commercial formula. So uh, we like actually built the machinery to make it ourselves. And like my buddy was making it in his backyard. And then we scaled up to a commercial brewery. So they're making their batch today, which is like a whole new base. So we get to try it. So I'm excited. Can yeah. you tell us what the flavors are? Um, so the flavor that, that we're trying today. Yeah, it's unreleased. Wow. <laughs> but the flavor it's that we're trying today is peach pineapple rose. And then we have a blackberry acai and a dragon lychee. And then our fourth flavor is undetermined. So any suggestions Ooh. would help. Yeah. Undetermined. Undetermined. That's crazy. Are I they love a <sighs> it's hard guava. To All right, done. Anything like tropical? Yeah. Yeah. Guava would be good. Passion fruit. Yeah. Yeah. I love a passion fruit. Well, you have fruit. a passion fruit, right? Martini. We have, uh, no, no passion Oh, no passion fruit. Yeah, okay. Are they always going to be produced in San Diego? Um, We'll see. I mean, so we're starting in one brewery. They have three. So if we like scale... Then we'll move into all three. And then if we reach that capacity and have to move forward, we, when? we will. When? Hopefully when, so. not if. Yeah, when. When. I agree. Good. Good. I like that. There we go. How does it feel to be the first guest on Friends with Health Benefits? <laughs> it feels pretty good. I'm excited. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys started this. I think it's going to be great. I actually... We think so, too. Thank you. <laughs> I actually feel like you're the perfect person for the first episode because... The whole concept of friends with health benefits is like if you surround yourself with, if you're friends with good people that are doing cool things, then naturally your mental, emotional, professional, physical, like all those things 
benefit from that. And so when I think of someone who like exemplifies that concept or that idea, I think about you. Appreciate that. And the reason for that is because from the very beginning, most of what you've done uh, has been with friends and with your brother. Yeah. So you, you know, you started a Nateware with a friend. You went in on mile blocks with your brother and your friends, started Palm Place, Cake, everything else with your best friends. You work with them. You live with them. You travel with them. You just do life with them. And even though that's like one of the rules of business, right, is like don't go into business with your friends, don't yeah. hire your friends, whatever. So how how have you navigated those two things, like managing friendships and business when things get tough? How do you go about working with them? And how do you think that working with your friends has progressed your career? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it depends on it depends on the person. Um, my first business, Nate Ware, I started it with my best friend at the time and it didn't work out. So after like a few months in business, I had to actually we had to buy him out of the company just because like the work ethic wasn't really there. And I think like it takes a specific type of person in order for it to work. Like when I go into an opportunity or a business or something with a friend, I always extend like the opportunity to get involved. But it's if that person is willing to work, you know what I mean? So with Innate where it didn't work and we, he ended up leaving the company. And then, I mean, the company started to do well and it kind of spiraled into everything that I'm doing today. And unfortunately, we're not really friends anymore. So I get what people say by like, don't do business with friends. But I think it's more don't do business with friends that don't match like your energy and your mindset with like your goals. Because if if they don't want the same thing and it's more just they're doing it to do it with you and to like be your friend and like do this with you, then it's not going to work. So I learned that pretty early on. It's yeah, you have to look for certain qualities in friends. And I feel like as you go, you find those qualities and then it's easier yeah. to weed out the bad. 100%. But from learning like with your friend from Maya Blocks, who no longer as close with. Did you learn any like key lessons where you're like, hey, I have to pivot from here or. Yeah, I'd say so. I think like uh, like an example with like Palm Place and like like Nikos is my best friend like, and love him to death. And I mean, I had been doing business for years and he never really expressed any interest. And like, you know, obviously, of course, I always wanted him to get involved with what we were doing. Now he's a partner with me on everything that I do. Um, but I think I, I test the waters like I'll do like some sort of project with somebody just to kind of see if they keep up. And it's it's not like I basically like I give it to them and like if they continue on it without me or they're putting in more work than I am, then like it's a sign that they actually want it. So like with Nikos and I, like we started a drop shipping business um, and the second I gave him like the information and the resources, he just went at it and like worked nonstop on it. And it was easy. I could tell like, OK, he's going to pick things up fast. And so we we just kept going. And then I just started getting him involved in more things and it worked. But I think you have to you have to give it a bit of a trial and just see if that relationship's going to work, because if not, you're going to hurt your friendship. And that's the last thing you want to do. Of course. Yeah, that makes total sense. I feel like I've definitely shot myself in the foot at times where I just get excited about the prospect of working with a friend. Yeah. And so right. I'm like, OK, let's do this. Yeah. And then it it's doesn't like, work no. out. And you're like, how do you how do you even have that conversation of like you're not keeping up? How did you have that conversation initially with your friend from anywhere? Um, I think it was it was just like, I don't know, to be honest, I think it was hard because like I'd I'd come into like my office our office is at my house and like our like one of our extra rooms and um and like 
every day I'd go in there and there's a million things to do, like in my head, like there's always a way to progress, like whether your business is stagnant, whether there's, you know, nothing on the actual task list, there's ways to improve. And I think it was just kind of like him asking me all the time, what do we have to do today? Or I'm, or we're good, like, or we're done. Or like, it's like, we're not like, we're not, we're, we're not anywhere close to done or, or there's a million things that we could be doing. And I think it was just kind of like, my mindset was different and it just, it made sense because I felt like it was just holding me back, if anything. And then it was just a conversation of like, you know, giving him obviously what he contributed to the business and then moving forward. Yeah, Got it. I think self-confidence is one of the hardest things to develop. Yeah. It's almost something that each individual person has a quantity of. Mm-hmm. And I think it's smart of you to look out for that. Yeah. Yeah. So as you're like kind of starting innateware and like moving through this, I like you, you have, you and I have in common that we have parents that have very traditional values. Yeah. Both of our dads are police officers. Your mom stayed home with you. Uh, and like your parents had a pretty traditional view of like what the American dream looked like. Mm-hmm. So like how did having parents with such traditional jobs, like such a traditional perception of what life is supposed to look like, impact the way that you saw your future and like how did you even go about taking a different route and talking to them about that yeah I mean honestly I never really thought like I was going to go to school or do any of those things like it was in my head very early on I think I like I sought out to like people online and like watch like entrepreneurs grow from like nothing to like multi-millionaires and have these like empires of businesses and like that's that's what i filled my life with just that type of content and my parents did everything and sacrificed everything to put me and my brother through catholic school so that we could go to good colleges and like a catholic school you're surrounded by a lot of money so like i'm going into like multi-million dollar houses and people with ferraris lamborghinis whatever and i'm seeing it firsthand and that's so mind-blowing like some people never get to even see that so it's like i'm seeing it and i'm like i want this like how do i get this and everybody that's there they're not worried about that because they already have it. And so that was always just keeping me going. But I think like I was pretty independent, like as a kid, I don't I didn't really talk to my parents much about that stuff. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't. So I, I'd always start businesses, always have projects, always doing everything. And I think it took a while for them to really like understand that that was the route I was going to go when I left like school and did all of that like i wasn't on good terms with my parents like we weren't really speaking at the time because and then i decided to just up and leave to southern california and move and they were just at that point just like yeah i mean wish you the best um but we we figured it out and 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 now they're happy because it's just like for them i feel like it's just a lever of a level of like comfort and like stability which i got like within like the first year so like they're not worried anymore but I think approaching that conversation, I I didn't really have the conversation. I just kind of did it. Like I knew where I was going regardless. So, you know, they could either be with it or or not. And at the time they weren't. So I just like decided not to really speak, speak with them about it. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, they were always supportive of my businesses and like they, they helped me tons, but it's just like, ultimately you want your kids to go to college. You want them to get a good job. You want them to have a stable income and that's all they ever wanted. So it was just like, until I could get there, it never made sense to them. But now hundred percent they're, they're on board. They know regardless of what happens, I'm completely okay. And I'll tell them that every day. It's like, like we could lose Palm place. We could lose whatever. And it's, it's fine. Like I'm right. good. They understand my mindset and like the resources and the network that I've built over the years. So yeah. And that like, you just kind of have that in you that you'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. That's what I tell them all the time. I'm like, 
enjoy your lives do like go go travel go do whatever spend your money do your stuff like i don't need anything like just please enjoy like the time that you guys have because that's such yeah. a huge accomplishment at your age like yeah. most people are still on their parents cell phone plans at this yeah. point i'm still on my parents cell phone oh, okay plans. that's the only <laughs> that's the only thing that, but that that's just because the family plan makes yeah. sense it not because you need to be yeah. you could have your own cell phone mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah. that all makes he's sense. a high functioning independent yeah. individual on his parents cell phone, cell phone <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing anyways quick pivot more about fitness so i'm wondering we know that you were into bodybuilding in high school and i was just wondering has any of that followed into your adult life how do you prioritize fitness today walk us through a day in the life um i mean it's it's a little tough but i mean right now i go to the gym every single morning so i wake up that's the first thing work out go to the, go into the sauna, go into the steam room, get the body right, get the body moving. And that helps with my, my mental for sure. Um, but that took a little while. I think like when I first moved here, it was, it was hard to incorporate fitness cause I was under so much like stress from work and like, and then honestly I went, went through like a super tough time out here in the beginning. Like I hated it. And like, I probably went to like a state of like depression and then that mixed with like the stress from work I had like no motivation to do anything I just wanted to just sit in a room and watch tv until get to the next day get to the next day get to the next day so it was tough for a while to get back into it and like fitness was a huge part of my life like when I was in high school like I'd be at the gym like three hours a day like every day wow. and then my my like um businesses were all revolved around fitness so sports supplements clothing like all fitness active wear and I was super into like the bodybuilding like influencers and all that kind of stuff um but now it's just like I mean, it's a normal thing. It's within my day routine and I want to prioritize it more. So I'm trying to, um, but yeah, I guess that, if that answers your question, I'm sorry. That does. Yeah. It's good to hear that you still work out every day. Yeah. I think that's something that not everyone can say. How has the life you have now where, as we talked about, you're traveling almost every day, every weekend, how has that helped or hindered your fitness experience? Do you it's definitely hard. Okay. Yeah. Just cause we're moving around a lot. Um, but I mean, we tried to find time like last week we're in LA, which I, I have an Equinox membership so I can go to like all the that ones. Helps. Yeah. So we went to like two out there, but it's tough. I mean, you know, we party a little bit because it's kind of like what we have to do for work. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find. Life's about I don't know how you guys manage that. It yeah. blows my mind. Like if I had to go out for work and I couldn't say no, that would be so exhausting. It's exhausting. And then you yeah. wake up and grind the whole next day. It's not yeah. like you guys regroup over the weekend and like no. get your shit together well sundays we recover okay sundays, sundays. Yeah. for recovery yeah recover we can hit the gym sweat play yeah. some basketball sauna steam the sauna's the best the sauna is how the long have you secret. been doing it probably like three months now it's my favorite sauna. thing in yeah, the world it's great i she cannot it. live with that i'm sauna's biggest spokesperson yeah yeah she really pushes <laughs> <laughs> i push the sauna well we heard on the parables podcast that you once attempted to start multiple businesses when you were younger and you said i tried all of these different things and a lot of them were failures it was failure after failure after failure so what did you learn from those early failures and how do you think those losses shaped the entrepreneur you are today yeah i mean it's i think it was like just the resources that i gathered so like i started a clothing company in like the fifth grade so i learned how to like 
build my own website, like set up like payment portals, like what does that print. look like in the fifth grade? Like what and are how you, do you even know? Where what a are you? What are you doing? How did you know what a payment portal was? I don't even know what a payment yeah, portal I, was. Yeah, I don't. I just uh, I just googled it. Like I saw. <laughs> I Great. saw, yeah, it's I, saw, as easy as that. I saw people doing it. Like one of my brother's friends actually had a clothing company. It was super cool. I kind of ripped him off completely. Um, <laughs> kind of but, completely. <laughs> but, um, and I saw it and I was like, that's so cool. Like I want to do this. So I just looked up like how to make t-shirts, how to build a website on Google and just learned it. So I screen printed t-shirts on customink.com was like the website that I right. used. And then um, I made a website on Wix.com. And just kind of figured. And it you out. lied about your birthday when you made all yeah. of your accounts, and like when you <laughs> yeah. contacted, like if you ever had to contact a vendor or something, could they hear that you were a fifth grade boy? No, no, I didn't have. It was all online. It's so all I email. Yeah. It. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. But it was funny. But yeah, no, I think so. It was like resources that I gained every single time. So when I started that, I kind of like learned how to build a website, how to screen print T-shirts, how that worked, and I started doing more of like a deeper dive. So then I started another clothing brand my freshman year because. I remember Vineyard Vines was like massive in my high school. Oh I was God! Like, I was like, these guys are buying like eighty dollars T-shirts. I was like, this is crazy. Right. Like, how do I do this? So I started That's a company called Suburban Lifestyle. It had like a pink flamingo, and it was a ripoff of Vineyard Vines. Wow! <laughs> but um, do you still yeah. have any of those shirts? Unfortunately, no. I oh don't. shoot! But I feel like we might be able to pull them off. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, Vintage I, can, Mark I, I have some pictures, but um, yeah, so like the next time like I wanted to start a clothing brand, I already knew where to get the shirts, how to build the website, how to do all of that. And then I just kept learning, kept watching YouTube. YouTube probably taught me like 90% of the things that I know. And then, yeah, but it was the hard part is like dealing with the failure. It's like for me, I think like everything that I did was like everybody could see it because like, like I like was pretty social in like middle school and high school. So I knew people from other schools and like you know, heavy on like social media and stuff. So it was like every, it was like a spotlight on what I was doing. So it was like anybody stepping outside the norm was already weird. And then I'm like trying to start all these businesses and the businesses aren't doing well and they're failing and they keep failing. And so like, I'd start another one and be like, oh, here he goes again, like another business, like, and all my friends are wealthy. So they just think it's like a joke and like, you know, whatever. Um, and I was very, very close to like not starting innateware, which like put me where I am right now because I was like so terrified of like what people were going to say. I was going to have to hear all the jokes again. I was, oh, here's another company, this, this, that. And so I didn't tell anybody like the first, like probably like three, four months I was developing it. I told absolutely no one. I did everything just like at home by myself, like all the vendors. I, that's when I first like actually made um, cut and sew t-shirts. So I'm like made them from scratch with like picked all the, the like cotton and spandex and everything in them. And yeah, I didn't tell anybody. And then when we got to like launch, I like prepped everything. So I like got a photographer, got a graphic designer, built the website, got a photo shoot scheduled. And then they came and I just went and then that was it. And then, yeah, I still had to hear the shit. Everybody thought it was a joke. And then a couple months later, people were like apologizing to me for making fun of it because it actually did well. Wow. So yeah. did you use your funding from your past experiences for an eighth? No, I sold a guitar that I owned and then my best friend at the time put in the other half. What yeah. a sweet story. Yeah. That's so crazy. I think like it's so hard because a lot of times it's not so much failure that we're afraid mm -hmm. of. It's like other people's perception of our failure. Because yeah. if you fail like in silent when nobody's watching, then like, okay, no it's harm, chill. no foul. It's yeah. fine. But as soon as people know 
And that's why it's so scary to like be all in on anything. I feel like it's so easy to like half ass things and be like, oh, like I'm kind of trying this thing or I'm going to like attempt this or whatever. Because then if it fails, then you can be like, oh, yeah, like that was just for fun. Like Like that was on the side. Right. Versus if like you start something and you're like, hey, I'm going to create this new thing. I'm going to be really successful with this. I'm going to do this, that and the other. And then it fails. It's like you have no excuse to fall back on. Yeah. But you don't need an excuse. It, and that, that's the biggest thing. It's like failure is going to come. Right. That's what you learn from. If you ask any anybody that's successful, unless they just hit it on like their first try, I mean, within that they've had their failures, like you need those failures to grow. You need that to like then build up that mentality that like if this fails, it doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. there's more things to do and you can't get discouraged. You just have to like keep going. And that's what I tell people all the time. It's just like literally just start, like just start, just try it and actually put effort into it and then if it fails it fails next one that's it yeah i think that like relentlessness is such a huge part of being successful in anything and that kind of connects to like one thing i wanted to talk to you about and one thing i really respect about you which is that you don't wait for people to be successful to support them like for example with this i literally walked into the studio and i was like mark we're going to start a podcast do you want to be on it like didn't even tell you what it was going to be called, what it was going to be about. Has not started yet. This is the first episode. <laughs> and like, we can't offer you very much, you yeah, know, like yeah. we're just starting this thing. And you're like, yeah, absolutely. Tell me when. Like, yeah. we yes. have no proof of concept. We have like, no, we have nothing here. But you're just like all in on supporting people's tries, like whether they're just starting out, whether they just failed something else and now they're shooting their shot at this new thing. Like, why is it so important to you to support people's tries rather than just their wins? And how do you go about doing that? Yeah, I think because I was the kid just kind of like, you know, scared, wishing somebody would support me. And like I I wanted to give things a try and I had so much like discouragement, like my, my entire life around the things that I did. So, you know, I, I, I encourage anybody that's doing cool shit. I, I do, sorry, didn't mean to say oh, shit, no, you can but <laughs> anybody that's doing cool shit or trying something outside the norm, like I respect it. Cause it takes a lot, like I said, it takes a lot of courage to do that. Like you have to build up some balls to like really just do it and put yourself out there. And like, I've lost friendships over it. Like I had a group of friends. I completely stopped talking to them because literally just in our group chat, like they were clowning on some guys who like threw um they threw a like show at a venue with a dj from like europe sold it out and they were just like making fun of them for having entrepreneur in their bio and i was like Ugh. and i was like i have entrepreneur in my bio like, right. like yeah but you 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 like do well like your companies are cool i'm like well where, where did i start right like, well, yeah. I, I had to do something like that and i was like you're making fun of these kids and they literally sold out a venue and, and brought a DJ from Europe. Like, what what are you making fun of? I was like, if you're right. going to make fun of them, make fun of me. I'm like, I, like it, it's ridiculous. So I think it's just, yeah, I, I just, I, I know how that feels. And it, it takes a lot. And you're constantly thinking, like, what other people are thinking about you, like, always. I still, I still do till this day. You know what I mean? And so anybody doing anything, if they actually put in effort, I'm going to support them. And I always tell people, it's like, all my resources are yours. Everybody I know, I bring up people's names when I'm in rooms, like, I'm constantly just trying to push people. So, yeah, just because I wanted it myself. Yeah, I think that's why you've been so successful. Yeah, and that, like, shows, too. I feel like, I mean, not to get into, like, the karmic universe, but when you do, like, support people in those ways and you're there for them to, like, hype them up and give them and you're just, like, endlessly giving of your resources and everything else, like, all of it comes back to you in such bigger ways. 
Yeah. Yeah. And what you give is what you get, even with like your network yeah. of people. Yeah. But I tell people too, it's like, I don't like, I don't use my network a lot. So if I'm gonna like introduce you to somebody or I'm gonna like, yeah, just make a relationship, you need to be full on and right. you actually mm-hmm. need to go for it because I don't pull on those strings. And when I pull on them, I pull on them once and that's it. And right. if you fuck up, that's on my name. I've spent years to develop like these relationships and a name for myself. So don't fuck it up. I'm right. like dead serious with it. And I'll tell people straight on. So, yeah. yeah. And I think like you've obviously developed enough respect from the people that know you and are probably like whether they're asking for these things or you're offering them that they would take that seriously. So you're obviously I mean, just because of your friend group and your network and everything else, you're like constantly presented, I would imagine, with like different ideas and like yeah. different things that people are doing. And you said, so on a previous podcast that I listened to that you were on, you said, quote, I never wanted to not be part of a business venture that I was that was going on around me. And then a little bit later down the road, you made this post about about going into different things. And you said, I definitely have shiny object syndrome when it comes to business. And it's difficult for me to not say yes to an opportunity. Do you still have that like incessant urge to be involved in yeah. any and everything? Hundred <laughs> percent. So it's how do so you manage bad. that? Like how it's do you so do you just say yes? I mean, I try. Yeah, it's, I'll usually just say yes, but <laughs> oh I should not at all. But I I don't know. I think it's I'm I consider myself like a bit of a visionary, so like I can see things like a million miles ahead like I'm just I see the end goal and that's that's pretty much it and I know the work that it takes to get there but I see an opportunity I'm like I know exactly where that can be and I know how we can get it there and so what I've been doing over the last like year or so it's like trying to build teams like around myself and around like Palm Place is a huge one like you know we've built this team for content creation marketing branding it's it's a machine so it's like we can pump brands through it and grow brands and we know how to grow brands and I'm constantly learning on brand building and marketing, et cetera, to like keep my, my head fresh. So then it's just about like building a team that can work on all these businesses. That's like kind of the end goal. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Cause it's like, I see, I see people get excited and I know where their head's at and I see the end goal and I want to be involved because I know that it's, you can do whatever you want and anything can be successful. And I truly believe that. So in my head, it's like, everything's a winner. Like as long as like we put our team on board, but it depends on the person if they're actually you know working on it then i'll do it like if like i have projects right now that i'm working on and there's like a a lead person in every single one of them obviously i'm there to help from like a marketing content etc standpoint but they're leading the ship you know i'm just i'm helping them steer a bit and then like giving them the resources and everything to build it so if that person's serious about it, yeah, I'll, I usually get involved. I'm so, yeah, <laughs> which I should not. Has that ever like come back to bite you? I would imagine. People have been telling me like, "What are you doing?" Right. Do <laughs> and, you feel like you're stretched thin. Very, very. I'm very stretched thin, but it's working. Okay. So, right. Sure. Like that's the thing. Like a couple, couple years ago, or like probably like two years ago, like I was doing myoblocks. Like I launched Super Duper. We were building Palm Place cake was still like in the back pocket and I was doing some other stuff and everyone and multiple people friends like mentors were like my my consultant he thinks I'm insane he's just a therapist at this point (laughs) but um but they're all like what are you doing like you can't do all these things but like super duper got acquired mile block sold and like I'm a brand strategist and I don't do anything so they they pay me palm place (laughs) is doing well and cake's about to launch so it's like if I let go of 
any of those things, I'd have none of them. It's right. just like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. So it's worked out, but it's taken a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, but it, it's just, I'm just juggling. Yeah. It seems like you're, and I don't know if like you subscribe to this uh, belief or anything, but it seems like you're a pretty powerful manifester. Like you're able to kind of what you were talking about, like you're able to envision the end goal, the end game. And yeah. like, you just believe it to be true. And if you believe that hard enough, then. Yeah. It... Well, once you get rid of that, like fear of doubt right, and that fear of failure, because that's what stops you. But like, I lost that my, my junior year of high school. Like, I don't, I don't care what people think. I don't think anything's going to fail. And if it does, I don't care. Like it, it we're, we're fine. Like everything's fine. Everything's a matter of thoughts. It's like how you take things like, everything you do is a decision like if, if so, you got bad news you can make it really bad news by just thinking on how bad the news is or you can you know chill yourself out if something like it's all it's all decisions in your head like you can i i know sometimes i'll just be like feeling like oh, this sucks and i'm and like once you tell yourself like no it's not that bad like we're good then i'm, I'm okay so it's just yeah i think i just kind of got more into it i think i was doing it my whole life like manifesting things and talking about things and seeing things but now more than ever, like I, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to say it because it's going to happen. Right. So, yeah. You talked a little bit. I mean, we talked about kids from high school quite a bit. And you kind of talked about how growing up in like a middle class, hardworking family, but in sort of this wealthier area, this wealthier circle of the private schools that you went to kind of fueled that hunger for success and wealth. And I think one thing that we know is that usually when people are money motivated, it's not actually the money itself that they want. It's like what they think that money can give them. Yeah. So for example, some people want, you know, the respect and adoration of others and money can give that to them. Or some people want to travel the world and experience different things and money can give you that. Like for me, I'm super money motivated because I want the freedom to do whatever I want whenever I want. Mm -hmm. So what is it for you? Like, what do you think that power or money has the power to give you that you want? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the, freedom um the like the time and then like the ability to create opportunities for others like that's kind of like what i think money can bring and i think i truly believe you can do whatever you want and i think people are so stuck on just like working a nine to five like you know just going through the motions that people told you to do and i'm so against that like completely and it's such a weird time in my life because everybody just graduated school going into their jobs moving to the same city seeing the same people every single weekend etc and i know they're going to be there for the next 10 20 plus years and that's mm -hmm. it and then it's like i'm completely on the other side where i'm like i don't know where i'm going to be tomorrow like i don't i don't know what's going to happen but you know it's it's going to be good things so um yeah i think it's just yeah it's, it's those it's those things the freedom the time and the ability to create opportunities for others it's so hard to like explain it to people who are graduating school getting a traditional job get two weeks of vacation a yeah. year like it's so hard to explain that like you could put in just as much effort and energy and time and do something that you love to do and that you isn't work. really happy that doesn't feel i mean it definitely feels At like times. work sometimes of course yeah. like it is what it is yeah it's work but you just want to like shake people and be like it could be Wake so up. much yeah. better yeah no seriously it could be so much better it, it is so much better and like you'll go through some hard times but just keep doing it it's crazy it blows my mind like I'm baffled like I'll have conversations with I mean like obviously I work with my brother my best friend so we have these conversations all the time and with my family and even t even talking to my parents I'm like do you guys not understand like what's going on like right. do you not see this and like 
they're still in like the traditional mindset where they're like, you know, we have to like save this money, save the house, do this, like leave it for you, like blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, no, we're fine. Right. Like just spend the money, go, go travel, go see the world while you can. What like, you know what I mean? Do whatever you need to do. Like, yeah, it does, like you can truly do whatever you want. It's, right. it's crazy. And like, yeah, it's, it's nuts. And it's so, it's just, like I said, it's just such a weird time right now because I'm like, I'm, I feel like very disconnected from a lot of people, like people I've known my whole lives. And I feel like we're on completely different roads. Um, so, but you realize that. And then you also see like the disconnect that they have because they like people stop like, you know, asking you like how you're doing or what you're doing. And like you slowly just like lose the connection with those people because you're not in that like same space. You're not working that job. You're not mm-hmm. seeing the same people every weekend. So you start to just drift apart. So it's like, I know now more than ever, I need to be the person to reach out and speak and like keep that connection because other people aren't. They're just going to let it fade because it's outside the norm for them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's huge of you because I mean, realistically, like you probably are the one that's busier, that has more people to stay in touch with, that has more relationships that you have to care about. So for you to like go out of your way to maintain those relationships with people that are on a totally different wavelength is big. And I feel like not something that everyone does. Like, you know, they say like, don't forget the little people when you're successful or whatever. I think it's also the other way around. Like, I feel like people don't necessarily want to like talk to me as much as they once did because it's like what I'm telling them is super cool. Don't want to sound conceited, but it's cool, fun stuff that like they wish they were doing, which it's fully possible for them to do, but they just decide not to. And so then there's like, you know, I consistently coming up with this good news and cool things that are happening. And then people just get sick and tired of hearing it. And then, so I stopped telling people and then, you know, people stop reaching out. So it's just kind of what happens. I think a lot of that is they're probably a little bit intimidated of you. <laughs> and yeah, also, but. I think that disconnect comes from you just having lived a hundred million other lives while they were all stuck in the same four years of a bubble. So that disconnect will naturally happen with anyone yeah. who's kind of pursuing their dreams way ahead of schedule, quote unquote. But speaking of dreams, did you ever think that the life you're living now would be what it is? Like, are you at what your wildest dreams were as a fifth grader? Oh, yeah. 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 No, I love, I wake up, I'm stoked every day. Like Crazy I, life. I have like a smile on my face. It's I've, yeah, I've been saying it for the past few weeks. It's, it's pretty crazy. Like, I I, no, I love it. Like it's, yeah, no, my little me would be very, very proud. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked on, I'm just glad I kept it up and I didn't let like anybody's opinions get in my way. And like, I kept just battling because there's been some rough times, like for sure. Like when I first moved out to Southern California, like I had, I had absolutely nobody. Like I went from living in a fraternity house with like 40 guys and all my best friends and everybody to then living in an apartment with my brother at the time I had a girlfriend and so he was hardly home I'm going to work like from like nine to five just seeing I only know the people that I go to work with I'm like 19 years old so I can't go out can't meet people can't do anything and I'm just going home to a box and I'm just in this little apartment trapped and work was stressful company was failing and I was about to go home I call my parents crying like I, like I didn't know what I wanted to do but I was like I can't go home I go home I'm gonna go back to school I didn't go to college I went to college but I got dis- I got disqualified <laughs> after my after like my freshman year because i didn't go to class and then i'd have to start all over so i was like i can't do that and i told everybody 
I'm going to be this big shot and start all these companies, doing all this stuff. Everything looks great on Instagram, yada, yada, yada. So if I go home and live in my parents' house, start college from scratch, have to go get a job. And I was like, there's no way. And then I remember the company was failing at the time. And we were told, my brother and I, like, oh, we got like two months left in this thing. And I'm like, you're kidding. Like, I just moved out here. I left everything. I had hated my life, but I was still going with it. And then I was like, you got two months left and that's it. And I was like, I like, I told my brother, I was like, I, I can't go home. Like, we can't go home. I was like, give me a weekend. I'm going to take a ton of caffeine and I'm going to learn how to start a marketing agency. And so I bought like three courses, with the little money I had, and I just started just going at it. And then we started Palm Place in our apartment and just started going. And then the company picked back up. And then I took a job at a, like I saw, um, we worked with a marketing agency for Mileblox and I saw the CEO posted like a job opportunity for email marketing. And I'd done little to no email marketing, <laughs> like hardly this, like well, one guy taught me how to like put um, flows, like automations in place. So like if you ever like checked out and then left, you get like an email, like, mm -hmm. hey, like you want 10% yeah. off? Yeah, that's me. But, right. <laughs> um, but so Your empty cart. I, I learned, I learned some of that. And then I just hit him up. I was like, hey, like, I'd love to do like this opportunity or I'd love to, you know, take this job. And he's like, yeah, send me some of your work. I had no work. And so my brother and I started Palm Place. So then I started telling people we were outreaching to that I could build email flows and yada, yada. So then I got a client for that. So I learned how to do it while I was building his stuff. And then I used his emails as my portfolio to get this job. And then I got the job. And Jeez, then once I got the crazy. job, I got immediately thrown into like, a call with like a multi-million dollar company oh with like their CEO and all these people to present a plan on like what I was going to do with their email marketing. So I just had to bullshit it all and just right. teach myself. So it was like double the work because I'm doing the work while learning the work. So it's like I'm on like And then one proving screen. that you've done the work. Yeah. And then proving <laughs> that I've done the work and I had a lot of mistakes there. I deleted 30,000 emails out of a sales funnel for, do you know who Tom Bilyeu is? No. Do you know Quest Nutrition? Yes. He's a guy that started Quest. So he had this company impact theory. It's like his course and they threw me on. Oh, <laughs> I gosh. had no idea what I was doing. It was a new email marketing platform other than the one that I learned. And I accidentally like pulled, I accidentally deleted like 30,000 emails out of this flow for like, uh, to buy the course. And I was sweating. <laughs> Did <laughs> you like, tell oh, them? Me. What do you do? Yeah, I told them. I mean, they saw it. They're Fuck. like, and yeah, I was like, oh no, don't worry. Like we'll get him back. Like, I'm, like just, I'm, I'm just working on something like blah, 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 like just total bullshit. And <laughs> I figured it out. We figured it okay, out. We got it but, but no, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. I just then I took that job. My walks picked back up. My brother and I had started Palm Place. We got the opportunity to get a studio. So I just put down the money to get a studio. I wasn't even working there. I had an office in Huntington Beach and it just all worked out. I went from making like $3,000, probably like $2,000 in expenses to then making six figures at like 19. And I'm just like, what the, that's so what the hell's going on? Yeah. And then my life just changed. And then the stability came. I had two jobs working nonstop. We got a studio space. We're starting the agency. My brother and Nikos are working on that like full time. I'm at mile blocks. Then we're launching super duper. And then it just went Snowball yeah, from like almost going home and starting completely over to then everything I like ever wanted. When did you found Palm Place? Like, when did that happen? What year was it? Probably like two years ago. Okay. So. It's kind of crazy to hear you say it because we have this quote here 
from you and I think it was pre all of this like I think it's pre palm and everything you said I think this is when you were like all in on mile blocks and that was like your biggest project I don't know where I'm going to be in a couple of years I'm hoping all of this stuff I'm doing succeeds and creates my wildest dreams but if it doesn't I'm gonna pick up and do something else if everything were to go to shit tomorrow I'd find a way I'd find a way to do everything I want to do yeah you did it yeah it happened what it are all your... went to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, no, yeah but crazy. here we are. So, yeah. okay, so your wildest dreams came true. You made it. What are Most your even wilder dreams now? I don't know, honestly. You got to speak them. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I wanted to have like a property in uh, like somewhere super tropical, like Bali or something, wow. in San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and then probably now Miami because that place is cool but and Miami, and like I, wa- I, I want to cool. share it with like all my friends so and yeah. like have like a different car and like everything in every single place but no i mean that's just like material stuff but around like actually myself i want to build a team i want to have like my own company that's like my brand um and we just work on businesses together so it's like but i want to position it so everyone becomes like a partner in those businesses because when you find like good people if you don't appreciate them, then they'll leave and start their own opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather it be well, like, we all start these things together. We all build on them. Here are the resources. Take what you want. If you want to start a business, let's do it. Like, I'll help you. And then if you're working for my team, then you'll get equity in the businesses that we're taking equity in. And we can just all grow together and build these businesses and have a great time. So that's kind of like the goal. But I'm going to try to do that because right now it's getting pretty crazy like we have these companies and really good opportunities really good partnerships and that's why i can't say no because it's like you have to like strike when it's hot and some of like the partners that i'm working with it's just it's it's mine i'm like what like it's crazy so i'm like i gotta do it so i'll find a way do wow. it. yeah wow. luckily i have nikos shout right. out nikos love that we guy love you, nikos, nikos yeah. is my favorite yeah he's, i really do think he he's, is. he's great he's great he works harder than i do you Thank first you. introduced him to me as Nikos of Palm Place Creative. Right. So now every time I see him, I'm like, Nikos of Palm Place Creative. Of Palm Place fame. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. He's, 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 he's badass. Yeah. This is our last question for you. And I think us being on Nikos is perfect for it. So outside of business, obviously, we talked about like the importance of, you know, if you go into business with a friend, they're hardworking, they're involved, they're invested, et cetera. But outside of that, just in general, in life, what do you look for in a friend? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I think now it's definitely changed. I think, like I told you, I feel like pretty disconnected from like a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think people with the same mindset as I do that, you know, you can truly do what you want because the, the conversations are different. And like I learned that now more than ever where it's like I have the same conversations with the same people. It's repetitive. They're all doing the same thing. And it gets old. So I think someone that's like on a similar path, whether it's in business, whether it's in music, whether it's in art, whatever it is, just people who are following their passion and are actually going to see it through. Um, that's probably what I look for in a friend nowadays. Yeah. Friends with health benefits. Yeah. Friends with health benefits. Friends with health benefits. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. This was so great. <laughs> Pleasure having you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. All right. Look out for cake. Yeah. Look out for cake. We'll have it's all coming. the cake socials linked below. Yeah. <laughs>